Do you ever sit around and think, am I screwing up my kids? I think it's maybe every parent's fear. And honestly, I'm going to be pretty real with you. Yes, you are. And yes, so am I. But we're all human. We're imperfect. We're sinners. It's to be expected, right? Like none of us can go through this life as a parent and expect that our kids would come out without any woundings from us. I just don't think they're, I don't think that's possible in some way, shape or form. But the really, really good news is that we have a redeemer and we have villages that make up for our imperfections and people in our lives that help guide us. And with all that being said, I think that it's really important to take ownership when we can and break things off generationally and create new legacies whenever possible. My husband and I, we are in a two-year course through something called Freedom House Ministry. And if anyone listening is in the Chicagoland area, it is an amazing school. It will change your life. I pretty much can guarantee you that. And it really teaches you prayer counseling and inner healing And it has changed our lives. It helps me to see people and situations through a whole different lens. And the tools that we've learned, they have been great for working with our patients or clients to help them to learn how to really heal. Anyway, we're going through this school learning about things like bitter roots and expectations and unmet needs in our lives and unforgiveness and all these things. It's so valuable to learn. And I'm sitting here thinking, gosh, I have done this thing to my kid that we're learning about or this thing. And I've created some of these same issues. I'm passing things on that I don't want to be passing on. And then, you know, all that mom guilt comes in. So we're sitting here at the, at the beginning of this class, like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have heard this years ago. But the most valuable thing I've learned, so if you're hearing this too and you're like, oh goodness, what am I doing? <laughs> the most valuable thing that I have learned through all of my tra- our training so far is the power of repenting and saying sorry to my kids in talking through my sin and leading them through a process of forgiveness, hopefully, and showing them that I'm human. I think it's, it's so powerful and so simple. So I say all of that up front, because when we talk about our health legacy, this can bring up some feelings of guilt or shame or regret, but I truly believe that all situations, all situations can be redeemed and healed through Christ. And we have access to that. So don't forget that. So listen to this episode, decide where you stand and how it lands for you. And remember that if you feel like you're stuck in the middle of something messy, you can totally turn it around. Hey, welcome to the Kingdom Fit Moms podcast, where we believe that you can go on a journey to lose weight for the last time. I know you've tried all the things and you may not believe me yet, but when you do weight loss the Kingdom Fit Moms way, everything changes. You're in the right place if weight is constantly on your mind, you're confused about food, you're missing out on memories, and maybe even putting your dreams off for another day because this weight struggle is no joke. We're a community and we're on a mission to invite God into this weight loss journey so you can shed the burden and shine your light. 
I want you to start living and believing in the version of yourself that heaven sees. Let's get started. What should I consider when it comes to my health legacy? First of all, I want you to think about what's already in your generational line when it comes to health or when it comes to the weight struggle. So the word health means a state of being free from illness or injury. So think about what is already running through your bloodline Um, health-wise or disease-wise or even with the struggle with weight. And then that word legacy is the long-lasting impact of particular events, actions, etc. that took place in the past or of a person's life. So thinking about what trends are you noticing from generation to generation when it comes to health. Maybe it's really good. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's so-so. Maybe you've noticed some things that we'll talk about. And so I want you to to really consider what's already going on. And I also want you to consider how, and maybe you've never thought of this before, but how does your way of living affect not only your kids, but it can work its way down for generations to your great, 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 great grandkids. Once something enters a family line, and I am not claiming to be an expert at this at all, you could go learn more about this, but once something enters a family line that is not pure or holy or of God, someone has to break that off in order for it to leave that family line. And there are lots of schools of thought on this, but I think in general, it's just good to consider that. Consider your faith. Who was the person in your family, maybe generations past, who was the first Christian? Do you know who that was? Um, Maybe it was you. (laughs) Maybe it was your mom or dad or your grandma. What other legacies go throughout your family? Maybe you are really artistic and that your family is just known for being really artsy or good musicians or very family focused, or maybe you are amazing athletes. Maybe that runs through your family line. Maybe you've never really thought about this and you want to start creating a legacy to be really proud of. And it doesn't need to be something performance driven, right? I promise you that creating a legacy of meeting your child's needs of play and connection and instilling faith, that, that mamas is a legacy to be really proud of and so worth the investment because you're preventing all of these other (laughs) you know, woundings that can be so subtle that lead to all these other problems down the line. So our ability to, to meet our kids needs emotionally, physically, spiritually to play, all of those things are so important to leave as a legacy. And I am still, I'm not perfect at this. Obviously I'm still very much working through what that means for me and our family. But today we need to have a frank conversation about your health legacy. That's why you're here. Many health legacies over time have been disrupted by poverty, Um, the Great Depression. That was a big influencer in health. You can go, there's a pretty good book called In Defense of Food that really talks about how government standards and money has driven what we eat. And so that is really interesting to learn about. There may just be a general lack of understanding of what health actually is in your family. 
And here's the reality of what I see so often. Let me talk about a few ways that I see the weight struggle carrying on from generation to generation. So the first, the biggest piece of the puzzle here, if we could all focus, if all of us found a way to focus and learn about how to make this thing a priority, it would influence health in so many ways, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. But the thing is, the thing that we have to focus on is healing wounds from the past, releasing forgiveness, understanding lies that have been spoken over us and renouncing those lies, and ultimately learning to walk in true identity. A lot of us have heard this, but we have to understand this at our core, understanding what the Bible says about me, believing it, walking in that truth with faith. And if I'm not, then we have to figure out why. If this, if, if this thing alone is the focus of the legacy that we leave, it will heal so many problems with weight. And here's why. In the majority of cases I see with my clients, food has become a coping mechanism. Maybe it's for stress or sadness or comfort. And once we address the stress or the sadness or the comfort, whatever that thing is, and we grieve and we feel all the feels and we release expectations and bitterness and we learn to forgive and reconcile relationship, again, getting closer to true identity, how I meant to walk if I were walking in the garden with my father, then we don't need food to relieve those feelings because we know who we are and we walk in that truth and then food takes its proper place. Also, healing is needed so that we see ourselves worthy of being made a priority. This is another key worthy of good things, of abundance. The Bible, it talks a lot about abundance. And many of us believe we're better off or more holy living in poverty. That's something God has healed in me. (laughs) So healing, we need to heal to renew our worthiness and our inheritance in him. This is key. And then consider, you know, we've looked at the past, we've looked at what's already going on in our family line and considering some areas of healing, but then we should look at our kids, right? Are they struggling with some of these same wounds? Will they cope the same way that I do? Do they seem already fixated on body image or the world's way of doing diets? What have I already passed on to them about my own body and the comments I've made about my own body? So The first step, again, is to just take a look, take some inventory of what's going on right now in your family. Number two, so we've already considered what's what we're carrying. We've gone a lot layer deeper into figuring out the wounds that I carry from the past. So now let's consider the legacy that we want to leave. So I would encourage you to pause after this podcast and to journal this out And you can do this no matter what stage of life you're in, because God is a redeeming God. He can influence those in your life, no matter what their age, if they're grown, if they're babies, it doesn't matter. You're still leaving a legacy no matter what. So I encourage you, if you're a grandma, if your kids are out of the house, if you're living with regret or whatever those feelings are to just stop and consider that you still have influence and and it may not even be biologic influence. It might be people within your circle whatever that looks like. Maybe when you're considering your health legacy, you want to teach your kids how to cook and how that's just a normal part of life. Maybe you want to teach them how to make real food taste amazing or understand 
the food that God made and why it's so cool and good for your body. Maybe you want to teach your kids to speak life over their body, no matter the shape and size. And also maybe you want to start doing this for yourself because that's where they will really learn it, right? Maybe in your health legacy, you want to establish being active and vibrant and playing and going outside and hiking or exploring nature, whatever that is for you. Maybe you want to establish being more emotionally healthy and you have to heal some of those wounds for yourself so that you can handle situations with your kids or your husband or whoever with grace and with peace and all of those things that you long for. So whatever the legacy is that you want to leave, start by writing it down and even create it into declaration statements because we forget things a lot. We need reminders. Go back to one of my earliest episodes. I think it's episode two or three, where I talk about creating declaration statements. For me, I want my kids to love real food, to understand what food does to their body in good ways or bad. Just very simply, matter of fact, I want them to know how to cook when they leave my house. So my oldest just turned seven. So I want to start implementing just simple things about food now so that You know, I want him to be able to leave my house, look at a bunch of food and then make wise choices on his own. It's not like I'm expecting him to, or any of my kids to be perfect, but I want them to be equipped. I want them to also have healthy coping mechanisms for dealing with hardship. That's not food. So that requires me to know my kids' hearts really well and to be a safe place for them. And again, I'm very much still working on this in healing areas of my own heart, but that is my desire. And so I'm going to keep speaking it until it comes into existence. So you've taken inventory and you've said, okay, this is my reality. This is where I want to be. And now this requires a first step. And notice I said step singular. I don't want you to think about a hundred steps. I want you to just pick one, one step. Where can you give your yes? Maybe it's a conversation with your spouse or your kids. Maybe it's emptying the pantry of junk. Maybe it's committing to meal planning or signing up for a cooking class with your son or daughter, or maybe it's teaching a weekly homeschool lesson about food. Whatever your idea is, I want you to pick one, just one, and I want you to start there. And until you master that one thing, I don't want you to move on to another one. And then you know what I'm going to say, because I've said it time and time again, but Stop going at it alone. Your chance of success is so much lower when you try to do it on your own and you're going to get discouraged and then you're likely going to quit. So of course, I want to invite you into one of our Fit Moms communities. But if you want individual support, if you have done this thing, this diet thing, this weight loss thing a whole bunch of times and you need help personally, like you aren't somebody who um, is going to succeed by going through a program alone, like you need a coach, then I want to especially invite you into our fit moms accelerator community. And here's why. So I'm, I'm currently smiling this week and my heart is so full because of the leaders that are being developed inside this community. So just as a reminder, we have fit moms Academy, which is our paid course And it gives you all things for how to invite God into this journey. You get a private Facebook community. It's all things, real food, weight loss with the kingdom perspective. And then if you want extra help, if you want to go through this with people 
in an in-depth and immersed way, then you want to be in Fit Moms Accelerator because you get access to me for six months, weekly calls, fitness planning, food log reviews, all the things to make this like the experience that will change your story. But as I was saying, I'm just smiling thinking about leaders being developed and how God is doing something similar in this community that he shows us time and time again in the Bible. Jesus did this. Like he had his inner circle of people and he started to teach them so that they could go out and do the same thing, right? I don't want to be the only leader in this community. I want to raise up leaders who are influencing their families, influencing their local communities. And now I'm seeing this amazing trickle effect of women who have been in Fit Moms Accelerator for a little while. They're leading other women who are just getting started. And, you know, just some examples, we have fit moms who are going from mostly sitting to literally being a runner and then posting it in our community. And we have fit moms who are signing up for new workout challenges to, to see what their body can do and breaking off limiting beliefs, breaking off fear, getting real and vulnerable. It's a safe place for those who want to show up and immerse themselves. And again, I can say this with full confidence because I've seen it now for years that this process can be truly life-changing. Now we do have an application process to really preserve that culture within King, uh, like that kingdom mom's culture for all who are in. But if this is tugging at your heart, I want to invite you to apply. And yes, it's a time commitment, you know, nothing crazy, but change. It takes commitment. You can't just sign up and expect everything to magically happen. And yes, it's a financial commitment, but the things that we spend money on, we value. And I just want you to consider that when you say yes, and you dive in, I believe this could wholeheartedly be the thing that will change your life because I've seen it time and time again. It can change your life if you let it. So if you're struggling with weight for years and years and you don't want to anymore, and you're ready to change your health legacy and go all in and take a little bit of time in the grand scheme of your life. This is a little bit of time to change and to do things God's way. Then we want to invite you into Fit Moms Accelerator. So if you're listening to this and again, it's pulling your heartstrings and you want to know more go apply. The link is in the show notes and we'll have a conversation and see if it's a good fit for you. We also have, again, a range of opportunities. Kingdom Fit Moms group and Facebook is completely free. We also have our Fit Mom Starter, which is a free course. And then we have Fit Moms Academy, depending on what you're looking for. I cannot wait to get to know you. And I'm so excited to hear the breakthrough and just the changes that you're committing to make in your health legacy. So make sure that you pop into the Kingdom Fit Moms Facebook group and tell us all about yours. Okay, you guys know I love talking about real food and I think that there's so much value in restoring the glory of God in real food so that we can break off the enemy schemes and start to see things the way that God sees them. So today I want to talk to you, especially if you're a gardener or if you like to go to a farmer's market or buy food from a local co-op or whatever that looks like, 
when you have fresh vegetables, I want to challenge you to consider eating or at least researching more about how to eat the entire plant. Because a lot of times we throw away parts of the plant that are good for eating and they're full of vitamins and nutrients and it could probably save you some money if you learn to eat the whole thing. We have just, myself included, been so accustomed to just eating the quote unquote good parts of the plant and we're probably missing out. So, you know, I've been gardening this summer and really looking into how can I, how can I use these leaves? What part of this plant is edible? And most of the time, the entire plant in a lot of cases is edible, depending on what you're growing. So you probably know like an onion, you can eat the whole plant, but I want you to research, look into how you can even consume this um, skin of the onion. So I have been specifically with carrots. I don't know if you ever have pulled a carrot out of the ground or seen the entire carrot from a farmer's market or wherever. There is a lovely stem and leaves, and I don't know if you ever smelled those leaves, but they smell really fresh and delicious. And so I have been intentionally trying to use the entire plant and researching how to do that. So let's talk about carrots. One thing you can do with those carrot greens is actually make a pesto because it has that light um, sense of smell and taste and you can use it for, again, like a pesto or something like that. What I did was I took the tops off my carrots. I put some of them in a soup that I was making. I made a veggie soup with a bunch of random stuff that I had from my garden that week but you can save them and freeze them for smoothies, for future soups. And honestly, when you freeze the greens for a smoothie, they have a better texture in your smoothie. So just another tip for you. And again, you don't have to buy in the winter. If you start saving them now, you don't have to buy extra spinach or kale or whatever you like to put in your smoothie because you'll already have them in the fridge. It can last for you know six, eight months. So I'm pretty excited about that. But the greens are really packed with vitamins and minerals. And if you really don't want to eat them, you could also use them for compost. So use the entire plant. That is my point with this. Explore it. So next time you have a vegetable, you know, look up what to do with broccoli leaves or even the peel of oranges. A little hint, you can even eat that or consume it. Um, beet leaves and stems. I have been taking the stems of beets and carrots and chopping them up. And because they have a little bit rougher texture, um, I will saute them and use them in a stir fry. So hopefully you feel encouraged to go out and learn more about how you can eat the entire plant. Hey, Fit Mom. If this episode blessed you today and you can think of somebody else who's struggling in her weight loss journey, would you consider sharing this week's episode with her to give her a sense of hope? And then while you're at it, hop on over to our free Facebook community, Kingdom Fit Moms, for daily encouragement and support. Let's go shed the weight to shine the light.